Rusty Quill presents. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Sloth Studios presents Clockwork Bird or the Modern Icarus. Play it again. Again. Concentrate, little bird. Well, it's obviously talking about Robin. 
Play it again. Concentrate. Is it like concentrate little bird or is it like saying concentrate on little bird? I'm sorry, Shelley. I don't understand the question. See, I've listened to them all now and how many was it? 30? 40? 42. Most of them you can sort of hear voices in the background like... Which one was it? I don't know, Shelley. Extract 1974. Can you play it again? Playing now. End of recording. Yeah, so you can hear people talking, but it's as though it's not recorded on purpose, like it's a hidden microphone, like someone is undercover. I don't know. Do I sound crazy? I couldn't say, Shelley. (laughs) Thanks, Eliza. That's very reassuring. How am I supposed to bring this to Dave in a way that makes sense? At this point, I'm not even sure if that's something I should even be doing. There's no point even thinking about it until I can actually... uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to do. Organise my thoughts, I suppose. We're back to cork boards. I should go into the department, shouldn't I? Face-to-face interactions with colleagues improve working relationships. Thanks for that. I'm starting to remember why I have you turned off on my personal laptop. Okay, Shelley. If you want to turn off voice responses, you can change your settings here. No, you're all right. I was just... Christ. You're a computer. You don't have feelings to hurt. What am I saying? But no, don't turn off. It's good to talk. Helps me think about this stuff. It's kind of like the reverse of what I do for the kids I see at my real job. Oh, shit. You're becoming my therapist. If you need emotional support... What? You can give me the numbers for crisis lines. Thanks, Eliza, but I'll be all right. Sorry, Bertie, I'm not usually this chatty in the mornings, am I? Do you want another bit of carrot? There you go, lovely. You're a lovely boy, Bertrand, a lovely little piggy. Yes, you are. Little bird. It's like a pet name. It's like a pet name, but whoever it is, they don't say it like it's a pet name. They say it like... I don't know. Little bird. So far, everything has been relevant. Every recording off Sophie's computer, every file attached, all of it has added up to say something coherent. These came from somewhere else, but nobody seems to know where, not Taylor and not Dave. Well, Dave says he doesn't know. He says he doesn't know where the Bennett recordings are from. And even you don't have the details about who filed the complaint, do you? I'm sorry, Shelley, I don't have that information. Who filed the complaint that started Investigation 229? I'm afraid I don't have that information, Shelley. (sighs) Fine, okay, can I see the report? I don't understand the question, Shelley. What? The report? I know you can't tell me who filed it, but surely you can show me the redacted report for Case 229. Case 229 is a folder on this computer's hard drive. I've brought that window to the front. What? I've brought the window displaying the contents of folder Case 229 to the front of your screen. It's just a folder. Case 229 is a folder containing... No, I know what's in it. I just want to know if that's all it is. Just a file on my computer. It's not an official investigation. Case 229 is a folder originating on this computer's hard drive. But I've seen a screenshot of the report. It was in the email when Dave was giving me access. I've seen... This is... 
This is just a screenshot. There's no report. Oh my god, there's no investigation. I'm afraid I don't understand the question, Shelley. Hello, you've reached Detective Inspector Dave Hughes. Please state your name and contact information and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Hi, it's Shelley. Um, it's about case 229. Can you get back to me as soon as you get this? Thanks. Hello, you've reached Detective Inspector Dave Hughes. Please state your name and contact information and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. You have to pick up your bloody phone at some point, Dave. I know it's not an investigation. I know you're having me on. Call me back. Stop calling this number. I know it... What? I can't talk about this on my work phone. I thought that'd be pretty obvious. Come into the office tomorrow, we'll go out for a coffee and I'll explain what I can. What you can? What's that supposed to mean? Tomorrow, alright? Alright. Tomorrow. Hi Shelley, can I help you? You're fine. Morning Shelley. Coffee? Have you listened to the one about the dreams yet? What? The Bennett recording about the dreams. You'd know if you had, you'd remember. You have listened to them? Just listen to it, alright? Okay, which is it? Eliza, play recording bennett.pc.echoes1. Playing now. It's not really the strict details of it I'm interested in, I just want the broad strokes. I'm not actually a neuroscientist. You remind me that often enough, I'm kind of surprised you've conveniently let it slip your mind now. Sorry, it's just hard to talk about this in broad strokes terms. My mum says that if you can't explain something to a four-year-old, you don't really understand it. You're being unusually hard on yourself. I'm not saying that my understanding is on a par with a four-year-old, but thanks. I just mean, surely you can boil this down to the basic core principles, right? I don't know. I don't know if I do understand it. How encouraging. You're barely even trying. Okay. So, you understand the principle of brain death? Yeah, your brain is dead. Straightforward, right? No, not exactly. What might have constituted brain death 40 years ago doesn't anymore. There's nuance. So, you're saying it's a grey matter? Yes. You're very funny. Thanks. I do try. I know. So brain death isn't just a dead brain? No. Our definitions of death have changed so much. What with the advent of heart bypass machines, life support, dozens of medical interventions that can sustain life far beyond what was possible for most of human civilization. A hundred years ago, if you couldn't feel a pulse, that was as good a time as any to declare death. Now, not so much. More recently than that, if there was no neurological activity in the brain itself... That was as good a reason to call brain death as any. But now there are so many possible interventions. Well, the definition is actually different in several countries, but the crux of the matter is this. For someone to be declared brain dead, they need to have no activity in the brain or the brain stem. The brain stem is basically... The lizard brain, for breathing and temperature, all that jazz. Exactly. The definition is so extended because... Well, it's to avoid medical mistakes and be as unambiguous as possible. But the problem is, it means that a lot of people are functionally dead, but there's a tiny flicker of activity in the brainstem, 
so they can't be declared brain dead. So, what, they just get kept alive on ventilators ad infinitum? Uh, Well, no. Usually a doctor will discuss this with the family and they'll make an argument to turn off life support, encouraging the family to be involved in the process. That's rough. What if they don't want to be involved? Then the physician can step in. No, I mean, what if they say, no, I want to keep him on the ventilator indefinitely? Is there a limit to how long they can do that? That's a complicated and entirely different question to the one you were asking. Okay, fine. Just wondering. So, for Robin, then, he was brain dead? Yes. No activity in the brain or the brain stem. And the synapses act as a sort of fake relay for electrical information, passing on the stuff from the brain that the brain stem would have done? A reductive explanation, but yes, essentially, that's what it does. So why did he wake up? We really don't understand very much about the brain. It does have some regenerative properties, unlike the heart, for example. When a bit of the heart dies, that's it. That's why cardiac arrest is so dangerous. Brains starve of oxygen, do sustain damage, and oftentimes it is irreparable. But the brain will sometimes adapt and compensate for the damage, creating new pathways, new connections, diverting routes. Like how Google Maps corrects your route if you take a wrong turn? No, but that's fine. So, you put this junk in his head, and it all connects up for some reason you don't understand, and there he is, breathing, moving around, thinking to an extent, all by himself. Which brings us up to your initial question. Yeah, is he still brain dead after that happens? Well, the answer, straightforwardly, when you look at the legal definition, is no, I suppose. Because there is activity not coming from the deep brain stimuli we implanted ourselves. Even though it couldn't exist without the synapses, it is technically still there. And if he's not brain dead, he's not dead, is he? Well... You said brain death is the legal definition of death. What I said was it was more complicated now with medical interventions to determine and define death and, legally speaking, brain death, however it occurs, is as good a definition as we have of death. It's just not all-encompassing. But you did agree that he's not brain dead. Surely you're not arguing that everyone who's alive because of medical interventions isn't actually alive and doesn't deserve any rights. Of course that's not what I'm saying. So he's not dead. Or, well, maybe he was, then he wasn't, and maybe he is again, but from your little monitor thingy, it looks like there's some activity up there even if he is in a coma. Standard definitions of coma and vegetative states don't apply here. He is unprecedented. Yeah, he's a special little miracle, I get that. What we see in his brain activity are mostly echoes. More than anything else, they look like dreams. I'm sorry? Comparatively, the activity we see from Robin is most like the kind of activity people with ordinary brains have when they are in REM sleep. That is what I'm saying. It's not thought exactly, it's just echoes. Echoes. Dreams. Sophie, can you hear yourself? Do you have any idea what you're saying? How can you think this is an argument for saying he's dead when it's clearly proof that he isn't? Because he doesn't know what it is. 
He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know anything. These things just float around past this tiny flicker of something that I don't know if to call consciousness, but they're not memories. They're disjointed, disconnected. They make no sense. There is no context. That's why he's so dangerous. Disconnected from what? When I talked to him, he could only really put together a few bits and pieces and it was confused. I didn't want to lead him or overwhelm him. Not to mention you really want him to remember things, don't you? That'd be great for your dementia research. That was also a factor, I admit. But I really do care for him. I didn't want to push him too hard and break whatever progress he'd already made. But he couldn't remember his name. He could only remember Little Bird. He had no idea why or what it meant. He couldn't remember Noah. And he couldn't remember his time in the SAS. It was just Little Bird... And he didn't know what the words themselves meant either, let alone any of the context. The, the SAS? He was in the SAS? Come on, you were obsessed. You must have known that. I wasn't obsessed. And I didn't. I was more interested in you, in Yuko. How very pot kettle of you. I was interested because I saw what state he was in and I wanted to know why. Do you know anything about his past? Who he was? The things he had done? No, not really. You disgust me. Ditto. Ditto. You sit there accusing me of failing to fully consider his humanity, and you've barely given a moment's thought as to who he was before. I was more interested in what he'd become. So was I. That is not the same thing. I fail to see this incredibly nuanced distinction you are apparently perceiving. You just told me he can dream. I told you it was like dreaming. It's why he repeats things like little bird over and over. I never said. But, Sophie, did you hear that? It's nothing. Your computer just whispered, Sophie. It's for data readings. Sometimes it sounds like words when it's processing, but it isn't. You're imagining it. I did not imagine it, and it was not like words. It was like it said, little bird. We were just talking about it. You just said it. No, it's a fluke. Coincidence. Sophie, I... Dave, what the fuck was that? I'm going to need you to stay calm and listen very carefully to what I'm about to tell you. Clockwork Bird is a podcast distributed by Hanging Sauce Studios under a Creative Commons International Share Alike license. This episode stars Daisy Major as Shelley, Gary Major as Dave, Alex Palaber Richardson as Sophie, Jesse Jeffrey as Alice, and me, writer, director, and producer Pippin Aira Major as Noah, the Snake, and Eliza. As a new podcast in studio, every like, share, and recommendation means the world to us. The podcast is written, directed, performed, edited and produced on no budget and only exists through the incredible time and energy all of our actors put into the show for absolutely no fee. 
Stop by to say hi to us on Twitter at Hanging Sloths. We love a good chat. Or visit our website, hangingslothstudios.wordpress.com. Consider sponsoring us at patreon.com forward slash Hanging Studios to help us keep making the podcast, support our cast, and to get access to behind-the-scenes content. That's patreon.com forward slash Hanging Studios. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.